nothing you there's nothing you can say there's nothing you can do you know if somebody's no. hell-bent on mayhem and destruction they're gonna do it that's true and mike how do you say your last name charbonnet charbonnet yes like chardonnay but charbonnet yeah that's good is that good enough okay in the Navy, it was charbonnet, so. Charbonnet? <laughs> yeah, like a burnt hat. <laughs> Is your nickname Charbo? Charbo. Charbo. Yeah, Charbo, again. Like you left me too long on the grill. I did, I did. <laughs> well, it was a uh, holiday weekend, and I did do some good. Yeah. I may have a uh, charbroiled on my mind. Talking about giving thanks, um... I heard somebody say something years ago, and it stuck with me. And to highlight how much we take things for granted, and it, he said, "What if the only things you had today were things you thank God for yesterday? I mean, would we have our wives? Would we have our houses? Would we have our legs? You know, he's like, you know, yeah. you're so used to being." capable and well supplied and take it for granted yeah it's it's easy to take for granted yeah i like that saying that is a very good saying can i use that yes okay and just so you know we are certainly not original we are recording right now because i sometimes i forget to hit record (laughs) so okay uh all right let's do it then all right, all right, all right, Leadheads. Welcome back to another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Lefty, bringing you all the lead education. Ten years of Talking Lead we've been doing this. This is our 10-year anniversary, and uh, we've enjoyed doing it and bringing you all the lead education over the past 10 years. If you'll check out our last episode, you'll get a lot of good lead education from our guest, Jason Hansen, who is a former CIA operative. And uh, we talked about his book, Aftershock. And he made a special offer to you leadheads where you can go uh, and get this book and three other, three or four other items. You just pay shipping and handling. You know, I hate to say free, but, you know, there is a shipping and handling cost associated with it uh, just because he's got uh, no deals, I guess, on shipping and handling. So it's only like 10 bucks. And you get this book and then uh, those three other items that he's going to throw in there, too. And there's some other special offers. You can go to our website, TalkingLead.com, and I've got a link set up there. And there's also like a QR code you can use your phone that will take you uh, directly there, too, to take advantage of that special. Uh, But make sure you go back and listen to that show because it's full of great information on um, preparing for America's economic collapse and and other things. But we had a good time. He was a good guy, and we'll have him back on uh, in future episodes. And, of course, we can't do this without our sponsors. And one of our sponsors is joining us today, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a while. Dwight Settle with Seal One. Dwight, welcome in. Thanks, Lefty. It's good to be seen again. I, I know you have been uh, out on the water, and we're going to talk about that today. And you brought some guests with you. I'm going to let you introduce them in just a minute. But uh, talk about the latest and greatest going on with SEAL-1. Well, you know, we're still out there. And it's, uh, as you know, but using SEAL-1, how simple and easy it is. But And that just 
to me, it kind of just belies the fact of how well it really works because it is so simple to use. Um, it is, and it's uh, it's it's a CLP. So for our new listeners, listeners, seal one. It's a, a complete gun cl- cleaning product. Uh, one product does it all, and it's green engineered, so it's safe for you. It's safe for the environment, uh, but it really does the trick, and it it's great against protecting against corrosion. So not only can you use it on your firearms, but you can use it on anything. And I'm sure in the environment that you guys live in and operate in, uh, you know, in that salty water, there's a lot of corrosion on things. You can even use it uh, for your boating needs. So talk about maybe some applications you've used it for for that. Well, that product we actually call Marine One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same stuff. It's just blue. It's blue. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Put a little drop of blue dye in there, huh? <laughs> and uh, and then we also make a product for a company called Presta Cycle. Mm-hmm. It's called Presta One. It's the bicycle uh, oh. chain lubricant. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you yeah. go. <laughs> but you can use it for your boating needs also and your cycling needs too. Yeah, um, fishing reels, uh Hey, sliding doors, door hinges. Um, you know, as I like to say, think of it as a, a green three-in-one WD, that number. Yeah, yeah. And it, it does all those and more, which is why. So we call it the CLP Plus because it actually works. You know, used CLP in the, uh, in the military. You know, hey, look, there's a lot of good products out there, but if you're having to scrub and scrub and scrub, and then they make these these little tools out there to scrape the carbon off. Yeah. Okay. And with our product, all you got to do is wipe it off. You know, it's seal one and done is the is the motto. So I'm I'm holding up my my latest acquisition. Uh, I, I'm getting into lever guns. And, yeah, uh, I like that. This is a Winchester 94. I think this is the one that was made in 61 or 64, something like that. I can't remember. But when I got it, you know, it was it was kind of had a little rust and, you know, some things on it. And the wood wasn't as, as lustrous as it looks right now. But this is after I put Seal 1 on it. Even, you know, I used it on the wood also. Uh, but it really, yeah. really cleaned it up. Uh, and again... That it protects, it protects against corrosion. So that's what I love about it. Yeah, that leather strap on there, you can use it on that too. Yeah, for conditioning of leather, I didn't, I didn't do that. So yeah, I'll have to do that too, definitely. Uh, but you leadheads, you can go to sealone.com and you use the code leadhead, and you're going to get a big fat twenty five percent off any of their products at sealone.com. And as I was holding up, and as you've rewarded many of our listeners with, as well, Dwight, the uh, complete gun care kit that comes with uh, the paste, the liquid, it's got the pre-soaked bore patches, and it's got a nice scrub brush and some cleaning utensils in there, the, the cloth uh, as well, that you can get just everything in one package. So we really appreciate yeah. you taking care of our listeners. Yeah, because everything in that package, uh, the only thing that I, besides that, in that package that I use to clean my firearms is a bore jag, you know, on a rod. Yeah. But you you just don't need anything else. 
You know, one thing that I, I like to kind of keep bringing up is uh, a, a rep that worked for POF, Patriot Ordnance Factory. Mm -hmm. he, he took a brand new rifle, cleaned it to three times like we suggest that it's a clean shoot, clean shoot, clean shoot process, seasoning the cast iron skillet. There you go. You know? And then he went two years and 53,000 rounds without cleaning, and the carbon was still just wiping off. Oh, my gosh. So, That's you know, amazing. Yeah. That's a lot of rounds. That, uh, he was trying to shoot to failure to get it to malfunction or something, and it didn't happen. But he quit repping for POF, so um, he wasn't going to— He's not going to push there again know. anymore? <laughs> well, he wasn't going to spend the money on the rounds. On the rounds, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Well, that's awesome. So, Leadheads, take advantage of that offer that Dwight has set up for you guys. And then, of course, uh, we'll continue to reward our listeners on the AK Corner and uh, you know, some of our normal episodes here. Uh, we give these away. So you have to listen, participate, and that's how you win uh, on this show. So uh, go, show, go show Dwight some love, and it's at seal1 underscore – uh, on Instagram, you can go follow them. Now, also, I'm curious, did you put any of this uh, on the uh, hull of the boat? Did that make you go faster and streamline through the through the ocean? We'll, we'll talk about that. Hold that. Hold yeah. that thought. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and then, of course, Keltec. Go check out Keltec Weapons. You can go to their website, use the code LEADHEAD, get 15% off there. And uh, we've, we've got Chad scheduled to come on. We're going to talk about their new P-15. Uh, everybody's just getting back from NRA. Uh, you know, NRA just happened, and uh, from what I've heard from people, it was, wasn't was well attended. So um, what's going through their minds to have a big event like that on Memorial Weekend, the biggest family travel weekend of, of the year where people, you know, they want to go to the beach and go see their families. Poor planning on their part. Yeah, that, well don't want to get in i mean they they pushed it you know last year from where it was then two to years Labor day last yeah. year weekend yeah and and then they went from labor day to memorial to day. memorial that's i mean labor day yeah. i get that you know there's not as much traveling and stuff going on but memorial you know the summertime kids are out it, that's when families are it's like my wife is not gonna <laughs> agree to go to NRA for our family vacation, you know? Right. You know, and that's, well, that's one reason why I, we weren't there is because I already had the paddle set up that we did last week. So, yeah, no, they're, it's their fault. You know, it was poor planning on, on their, their part. They should have done something different, but yeah. Anyway, I didn't go either. Obviously I was at uh, the pool. <laughs> I enjoyed the pool and the sunshine. And watching you guys and the videos that you were posting. But before we get into talking about your boat ride uh, and the organization, but beyond the teams, you know, we're going to talk about beyond the teams, an organization that you're affiliated with. We've got the representatives here. Go ahead and introduce uh, Mike for our listeners, uh, and then we're going to do the jack wagon training real quick. All right. Um, I'd like to introduce Mike Charbonnet. Or is that char bonnet, as it was in the Navy? <laughs> and uh, Mike and I served together in the teams. Uh, Mike went through training a few years, uh, a couple of years before me. He was class, well, 
98, you know, last of the, getting close to the last of the double digits. And, uh, I was in class 104 ah. and they're, I don't know, at, uh, probably close to 370 now. Um, so do we, they do one every know, year? Is that how it works? Uh, they, five, it's five, five classes a graduate a year, five a year. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, but, um, Mike, uh, he and I made chief petty officer together, uh, which is a whole nother story in and of itself. What, uh, <laughs> uh, what we shared. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I'd like to, you know, have Mike talk about it. And, uh, he, uh, brought me into, uh, beyond the teams with, uh, you know, a couple of other guys and, you know, how, how they started it. And, um, and we're waiting on one more, so he may jump in and join us. Uh, Conrad Crease, is it Crease or Cress? Cress. Cress. Conrad Cress. Conrad yeah. Cress. Conrad. Yeah, he was in. He went through training with Mike. Okay. And uh, I'd let uh, like to introduce Mike and let him introduce himself. And well, Mike, welcome to the show. Uh, appreciate you taking the time to be on. Like I said, uh, it was short notice for you guys. You, and uh, hectic because I know you guys just got back from this uh, amazing uh, fundraiser that you just did out in uh, Florida, uh, and we're going to talk about that. But yeah, go ahead and uh, a little bit about yourself for our listeners. Well, Dwight pretty much covered it. <clears throat> I uh, I was in the teams with Dwight and the rest of the guys that are part of Beyond the Teams. We have a good time. We are starting to get better at raising funds for other nonprofits. And uh, I'm excited to be on your podcast and to, to tell more people about where we came from and um, yeah. where we're headed. Heck yeah. And I'm excited for you guys to be here. Uh, ever since uh, Dwight had told me about this and, and made me aware of your organization, uh, it's something I've been wanting to do is get you guys on and talk about it. So uh, I think it's perfect timing uh, right off the heels of this this big event that you guys did and um, we're going to talk about that but first i want to take care of some jack wagons so gunny bring that train in hey ralph simplified do or die hold them high at eighth and i it is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week so brace yourself baby yep <laughs> <laughs> all right the train has stationed and uh, i don't want to spend a lot of time on jack wagons uh this episode but I do want to talk about what's going on in Canada real quick uh, for you leadheads that aren't aware because our politicians take their, uh, their cues a lot from what happens there and uh, their arguments and, and whatnot, which does not pertain to our country. So I don't know why they do that, but they do. They try to make their issues pertinent to our issues, and uh, they can't do that. But anyway, Trudeau, um, the, the czar of Canada... Justin Trudeau has uh, he made an announcement the other day that they are going to be banning all handgun sales in Canada. So the sale, the import, the export, uh, everything basically. And I went to MSN. This is a, a article on MSN. Of course, they're going to be probably pro Trudeau on this. Um. And here's a just a quick little rundown on it. 
So the announcement is the latest in a series of measures taken by the Canadian government to restrict the sale of firearms since 2020 shooting in Nova Scotia province that claimed 22 lives. After the attack, the government banned 1,500 types of military-grade and assault-style weapons. And you got to listen to the wording in these these articles that that they use too. Very misleading. While taking them uh, talking to the media, Trudeau spoke about mass shootings in Canada over the past decades and the recent attacks in the United States. Gun violence is a quote. Gun violence is a complex problem, but at the end of the day, the math is really quite simple. The fewer the guns in our communities the safer everyone will be, he said. So it's a complex problem, but he's got a very simple solution. It's just to do away with the guns, you know, and that's their mentality on this is if you, if you do away with the tool, then the evil acts won't continue, which is completely false, and it's been proven time and time again uh, in these countries. But what it is, it's a simple matter of them wanting to control the population. Uh, according to the new legislation, it will be illegal to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. The government also said the bill would also allow for the removal of gun licenses from people involved in acts of domestic violence or criminal harassment, such as stalking. It would create a new red flag law, which we have some of those here in uh, America, which have been proven uh, to, to not work well at all. It requires that people consider a, that people are considered a danger to themselves or others surrender their firearms to police. Uh, again, you know, very sticky, iffy, you know, walking that thin line on these red flag laws because your neighbor could call you in, uh, turn you in just because they don't like you. And then they have to come, they have to investigate and if there's any shred of evidence whatsoever, then they can take your guns away from you. It's uh, pretty ridiculous. Uh, so this article goes on, but that's just something that I wanted you guys to be aware of, what's going on. Of course, you know Nancy Pelosi takes her uh, talking points a lot from Trudeau and what he says, so I, I'm sure she's going to be spouting this stuff out in the next few days as well. Uh, and we're on the heels of another mass shooting, so... Uh, in addition to the one that happened in in Texas, was it Uvalde? Is that how you say that? U- Uvalde. 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 Uh, one just happened in Tulsa, where a man went into a hospital. He was disgruntled over his surgery that he had on his back. Um, apparently, he didn't feel the doctor was doing his his duty, uh, and specifically went in to kill him, but also anyone in his way. He had a letter on him that had his intentions clearly uh, laid out on what his plans were. Um, So you'll hear more about that in the days to come as well. But again, you know what that means. They're going to be coming after our guns, our ammo, you know, doing the magazine bans, high capacity magazines, the ghost guns, you know, that's still a big thing too, which that is a infinitesimally small amount of firearms that are ever confiscated. Uh, and, you know, you got to look at what their definition of a ghost gun is, too. It's not the same as what an actual ghost gun is or an un, 
uh, you know, these 80 percenters that you can home, home make yourself, which is completely legal. You can do that. Um, anyway, if you guys want to chime in on any of that, feel free. If you've got jack wagons, do you have any jack wagons? Oh, I got a lot, but I was just going to say a simple way that uh, Trudeau in most places could fix this is by not rewarding single uh, parent families. Uh, bring the father back and bring God back into our lives and our schools. Absolutely. You know, you know that's that's where the failure of not only in their society in Canada, but also here in America is, you know, there's, there's no, there's no family anymore. You know, and a family is the father, the mother, you know, the children, uh, you don't have that, that sense of responsibility to your community anymore. You know, if that, those, those ties aren't there. So the people don't care about other people anymore. So we've, we've lost that sense of, of togetherness in our communities is people have just divided and, and gone their own way and they've, they've lost their path. And that's, I think that's probably key that they don't look into it is what was happening. Well, that does 20 years ago, narrative. you know, 30 yeah. years ago. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's not happening today. And it's family. That's what's not happening. We don't have family anymore. And like you said, a, the loss of God, you know, these these socialists trying to get God out of everything, schools, government. You know, they they want to do away with that because that is a again that is something that bonds and binds people together, tight knit. Well, they, they've been pretty successful at uh, accomplishing that. I think we're at the we're we're past the <clears throat> the the main thrust of that. To now we're we're seeing the results of it. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna. It's not going to be an easy task to climb back to where we have some form of, as you said, family or, you know, um, objective, absolute truth to to lead and guide us as a culture. It's 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 going to be tough to get back to that. Yeah. yeah. Not not saying it can't be done, but it's it, it's not it can be, be done, but mode. again, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a tough yeah. path, and it's got to be not giving any more ground. We can't give give in any more ground to these socialists, these these communists that have infiltrated our country, our our system, and changing our ideals and and how we do things. And you know, when I was growing up, it, it would be inconceivable for somebody to go and do these mass shootings. I mean, yes, they happened, but it was you know still very rare occasion. But it was just because you were raised that, you know, that's going to be a shame on me, my family. You know, it's not me, but my family. And I'm going to shame my family. I mean, I would never think to do anything like that because of the embarrassment and the shame that it would bring to my relatives. Not only my, my mother, my father, but my grandmother, my grandfather, my aunts and uncles and, you know, all of that. And I think that's where our breakdown is. That's one of the biggest breakdowns. And I mean... Dwight nailed it. Yeah. Very good. So there's our jack wagons. Uh, if you guys have jack wagons, email me, talking at gmail.com, and uh, we'll read them on the air. And if I overlook some this episode, I apologize. Uh, I'll get you on the next episode. But we're going to counter that with some heroes now. We like to keep everything in balance here on, on the Talking Lead podcast. 
Uh, so for, for the evil that's out there and the wrongdoers, we've got some, some good doers. And there's no time limit for jack wagons or heroes. It could be anyone at any point in time in history. And I'm going to reach back a little bit. Uh, I was reading uh, an article today that was emailed to me. Uh, it's from the infidel.co, which I've never heard of this, this organization, this website. Um, but they have a Medal of Honor Monday. And this Monday, they honored the heroes of Black Hawk Down. And for those who aren't aware of Black Hawk Down, there was a movie that, that made this um, pretty famous. So I'll read this real quick. So if you've ever seen the movie Black Hawk Down, then you know the story of Army Master Sergeant Gary Gordon, Gordon and his comrade Army Sergeant First Class Randall Shughart, S-H-U-G-H-A-R-T, Sugart, kind of like saying your name, Mike, you know, I don't know which way to go with that, <laughs> but made the most difficult decision um, service members could ever make to give their lives to their brothers in arms. This Medal of Honor Monday, we honor Gordon's life and sacrifice during the 1983 humanitarian crisis in Somalia. And they call it a humanitarian crisis. Uh, I'm sure you guys are probably familiar. You guys were in service probably during that time, right? 93? Yes. Says yep. Gar Gary Gordon was born August 30th, 1960. Grew up in Lincoln, Maine. At the age of 18, he joined the Army and was a combat engineer for many years before being selected for the elite special forces group known as Delta Force. The crises in the fall of 1993, civil war was raging in Somalia. And I had some uh, friends that I went to school with that, that went over there for that. A uh, guy flew a C-130, did a lot of the... Uh, um, Gunship? No, it was supplies. Supplies okay. and, and stuff like that. Uh, so, so this uh, civil war destroyed their agriculture, led to widespread starvation. The United Nations stepped in to send humanitarian aid, but the food... Rations were often seized by the, the local warlords there. By late August, the U.S. Senate and Special Forces, uh, Forces operators, including Army Rangers and Delta Force soldiers, to protect those humanitarian efforts and crack down on the warlords. This led to the first Battle of Mogadishu, October 3, 1993. It was so, supposed to be a quick raid of the Somali capital to capture high-value targets associated with warlord Mohammed Farah Aided, but it didn't go as planned. And have you guys seen that movie, Black Hawk Down? Yes. And yes. In your opinion, is that a pretty realistic, um, you know, as far as movies go, interpretation of what happened? Well, it, it highlighted some of the realities of combat, that's for sure. Yeah. So Gordon was a sniper team leader uh, in the lead helicopters of several that were providing air support during the raid. As the chopper hit, got hit with uh, intense gunfire and RPGs, Gordon's team learned that two other Black Hawk helicopters were down. When they learned that the ground forces weren't going to make it to the second crash to secure it, he and Sugar, another Delta Force soldier, volunteered to protect the down uh, copter survivor survivors. Uh, so they exfilled. They made a perimeter, they were protecting it. Uh, so it says Gordon and Sugar were 
inserted in about 100 meters south of the crash site to get the down chopper. They found their way through, fought their way through gunfire, that dense maze of shanties and shacks. Uh, I think the film does a really good job of showing the tight quarters and, and everything that they had to, to deal with. Um, but you guys can watch that movie, like I said, and, and as you read this story, flashes of the movie will come back and you're like, oh, yeah, that was that scene with whoever uh, played those parts. Um, but basically after uh, using up all their ammo, resources, getting hit several times, they were eventually overrun and the Somalis uh, killed them, obviously, and uh, did it in a very public manner. Um, and there's some very grotesque pictures of that um, that are in the media. But he is our hero. Both he and Shugart are Lit Head Brigade heroes this episode. Um so this goes on to say Gordon and Shugart knew their own chances of survival were extremely bleak. The pilot of their helicopter said that anyone in their right mind would never have gone in, but they insisted on it because they were comrade. There were comrades in danger because they believed passionately in the creed that says, "I will not fail those with whom I serve." So there you go. Those are our lead heroes. Yeah. I thought so. I thought so. Um, didn't didn't pick a Navy SEAL because you guys you guys are on, but you know I could I actually could have found a Navy SEAL. But uh, you guys remember Kevin Holland? Do you know who Kevin Holland is? I don't know. So he was he was part of that um, Osama bin Laden uh, raid. But we had Kevin yeah, on. Yeah. yeah, we had him on a few episodes back uh, with Cryptech. He's with Cryptech now, and. Uh, they had had sent some relief and and stuff over to Ukraine, and Kevin went over there for to help exfil the civilians and get them out of of harm's way. So he led a team over there during that, and he may have gone back over and done it some more. But uh, he talked about that. So you guys want to go back to that episode? It's a very good episode, and he is the only. Uh, as far as I know, and I think what they said, the only existing person who is a member of the SEAL team and Delta Force. So he's a member of both teams. So I thought that was kind of cool. Do you guys have any heroes that you would like to like to honor today? And we, we've got a nice plush, like a, a huge, we call it the Lead Force One airplane that they get a ride on. You know, it's got plush Corinthian leather seats, got nice... <laughs> Nice uh, steak dinners, you know. It's it's, it's the bee's knees. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, see, Mike's my hero because of what he started here with the Beyond the Teams for his son. You know, so uh, that's the the story of really how why Beyond the Teams got started. Okay. Well, let's let's do that. That's a perfect segue. Um, yeah. into in Beyond the Team. So, Mike, if you would, talk about, you know, let our listeners know a little bit about what Beyond the Teams is, what you guys are about, and how it got started. Beyond the Teams is a, a group of former team guys, former SEALs, and now a few like-minded individuals who've banded together to raise funds and awareness of other charities that are doing good work. 
And it started sort of uh, by accident. Um, it, it was in 2018. Well, I'll back up a little more. In 2011, our oldest son, who is a SEAL Team 1, was injured in a bad parachuting accident mm. and uh, is now paralyzed. And he went through all the things that you would expect a young guy to go through. Um, he was the man in the room when it happened. All these SEALs and all these friends were, you know, crushed, and he was trying to encourage them. But eventually, you know, the crowds went back to work, and he started therapy, and he realized that his life was not what he had planned, and he's spiraled into a scary depression. Mm -hmm. I took, uh, we moved back from Texas to uh, basically be his roommates and to kind of help him and care for him until he got back onto some sort of a level of a new normal. And um, we took all the weapons out of the house thinking, you know, he was so depressed. And then, it, you know, I Good realized move. how foolish that was. He had enough drugs on his night table to kill all of us. But uh, he didn't uh, try to commit suicide. He just fought through it. And his wife, who is uh, an amazing person, was his girlfriend. She was strong through the whole thing. He ran her off. Mm. He, he said it wasn't because he was, you know, uh, wanting her to have a real man kind of thing, but it was. And she outlasted him. And good for her. A buddy, a, yeah, she's a stud. <laughs> she is really something else. And so eventually, <clears throat> almost a year after his injury, he he had his own van by then, and he was he was, you know taking himself to therapy and he called her one night. She only lived about a half a mile away from where we did and asked if she wanted to come over and talk. And she walked in the front door and it's like, we got our son back and uh, they're married now. They've adopted three kids. Oh, nice. And the, the clinic that he was a patient at was going to close the, the physician who started it had essentially put all of his own money into it and came to the end of his money and needed to go get a job. So they were going to shut it down. But I think, and I don't know all the details as a last ditch thing, they asked David and his wife, Janet, if they would run the clinic and they volunteered. So for the last eight years, they've run the clinic as volunteers, haven't taken any pay. And it's still going. But I decided that I would try to raise some money since they were always short. Yeah. And I rode a bicycle from San Francisco down to the clinic to try and, you know, Where's the get clinic? some cash. In Texas? It's in San Diego. Oh, it's so San it's Diego. about a 620-mile ride. <laughs> I was uh, 150 feet shy of... Mount Everest in terms of climbing. It's real hilly coming down the coast. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that ride was only a few weeks before our training class, class 98, 
had a 40-year reunion. And so I traveled to the SEAL Museum in Florida, in Fort Pierce, Florida, mm-hmm. which is where we we're going to meet. And I think 15 or 16 guys came. And one of the stories that we talked about was the bike ride I had just done. So a bunch of guys said that they would, let's do another ride. And in the planning phases of of this group ride that we were going to do, some of the guys started talking about forming our own nonprofit and not just doing a one-ride deal, but we would start doing fundraising missions for other charities. And that's where Beyond the Teams came from. So we did a thousand mile ride down the East Coast in 2019 and raised actually a a fair bit of money. We raised just under $75,000 for the clinic. Oh, nice. And uh, the SEAL Museum truly helped us uh, in, in ways that uh, you know, we didn't expect. One, they highlighted us. We rode into their big Veterans Day event. They call it the muster. We rode right into the into the heart of it, and they announced us and kind of highlighted us. But they also helped us figure out how to raise money. So we 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 raised a bunch of money that year for the clinic. Yeah. So uh, we said we would do something for the Trident House Charities, which is a suite of four charities that are run by the museum. A canine charity, a respite house for people who need a break, uh, scholarships for school, and family support, which is essentially scholarships or help for housing, for bills, for treatments. Uh, basically, it's a it's an umbrella in under the umbrella of Trident House that whatever you need will help with. Okay. So they do amazing work. And uh, Conrad, who wasn't able to make this call, <laughs> decided he was done riding a bicycle after a thousand miles. So <laughs> I was driving him to the airport to, so he could fly home to Hawaii from our house. Right. So as I was driving Conrad to the airport, I asked him, <laughs> so what are we going to do now? And he, he said, we're going to paddle an outrigger canoe. So he wanted variety. He he was tired of that bicycle, huh? <laughs> yep. It is more those can hurt to sit after in a while. Canoe. Yeah, yeah, it's it's better than a bicycle seat. Yeah. Um so we bought a canoe and um we had five guys, no paddles, no experience, but through a, a crazy series of events we we got connected to the San Diego Outriver Outrigger Canoe Club. And they've coached us and trained us and and worked with us. And we're not by any means, you know, super fast paddlers, but we're we're paddlers now. We can we can do it. So well, from the videos I saw, it looked like you guys were doing pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah, You're well, making up you know, some... credit that with, you know, a career where uh, a gigantic component of what we did in our jobs was learning. Mm-hmm. paying attention and, and perfecting skills and then good coaching and good, you know, camaraderie with the, the paddlers, the civilian paddlers in the club, all good guys, all, you know, really great people. 
Um, because we needed more people. <laughs> it, you need six people in the canoe to begin with, and we needed more than six uh, to do what we had intended. It's interesting. I met with their coach, um, you know, to, to talk about whether or not they would kind of adopt us as orphans. And they said, so what are you thinking about doing? And we had kicked a few things around, not knowing anything. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, we're thinking about paddling from Cuba to Florida. And they just started laughing. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> what? You know, what's the problem? You know, <laughs> but uh, that would have been ch- uh, a real challenge, real tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. In a lot storms. of ways, logistically, you know, there's no there's no stop and there's no gas or fuel or food or anything on yeah. the way. So uh, we modified that and we paddled. Our first paddle was from Key West to the museum in Fort Pierce, Florida, 300 miles. And we had an absolute blast and came back all excited and asked some of our friends, hey, why don't you come do this with us? And Dwight was one of those guys. And he showed up and the middle of the boat is called the engine room. Dwight's a big, strong guy. So we put him there and you can tell when he's paddling because the boat's moving. So uh, <laughs> we can't put him I'm on. Can't put him on one of the ends when he he stops to scratch his nose too. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's all about balance. We we have uh, a little bit of a track record. We've only been in existence since 2019, but we've done three missions. One of my great success, you know, in my mind is we've had fun on all of them and we've raised money on all of them. We're still not sure how much we've raised on this one because of the way money comes in. People donate online and people, we had some events in Key West and in Miami and people, uh, you know, bought stuff, t-shirts, hats. Uh, We had some silent auction items in Key West. And so some of that money hasn't arrived. So we're waiting to see exactly how this is all going to turn out. But well, hopefully Amber Heard wasn't one of the ones that donated to your... I don't think so, no. <laughs> pledged. She's she, donated she more pledges. to Johnny Depp than we ever hoped to receive, so... She pledges. Uh, she doesn't donate, but she pledges. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's, that was her thing. He's like, like, did you donate the money to blah, blah, blah? No, I... I he says, yes, I pledged it. But, oh. But they haven't received any money yet. No, no, but I, it's it's pledged. But have you it's, given it to them? <laughs> count on me. It's it's coming. It's checks in the mail. Oh, and not anymore after. <laughs> and I, I hate so to anyway, bring that in, but you know it. it it's funny. So, <laughs> so that's that's beyond the teams. We we do um, things that people think are insane for you know sixty plus year old guys, and um, that's well, kind of the hook. And that's the thing and too. You know, is is your team consists of. Again, I'm gonna say older because I'm, you know, I'm in my 50s. So, um, young guy. But for some of our listeners, you know, it's it's older guys that you wouldn't think would would do or be able to to do something paddling 300 miles, riding a bike a thousand miles. You know, it's uh, there's teenagers that can't do that crap. You know, so it's amazing that that you guys are are doing this. But you know, not only raising the money, but it also shows that your life continues and it's not over and you can still go out and, and enjoy life to the fullest, which, you know, I think that's probably what you were trying to convey to your son. 
um, by 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 doing all this too. Now, does he is he taking part in in any of these uh, events as well? He has not. I mean, he has three little babies. Oh, that's uh, enough. <laughs> so um, that's a challenge. Yeah, and he's he's still you know the president and CEO of the clinic, mm-hmm. which you know most of us are uh, either business owners or retired, and so we have a whole lot more autonomy in terms of our time. Sure. Sure. And he doesn't. So, but there are so many things. She's a stud. So yeah, (laughs) but he's doing something that he enjoys and he loves and he's staying active. You know, he's getting off the couch. You know, that's uh, Sergeant major Lance nut with sheepdog impact assistant. Uh, you know, that's their whole motto thing is, you know, get off the couch because that's when, you know, those thoughts of suicide and, depression set in you gotta gotta keep keep active you gotta stay out there Correct. and do something whether it's uh, awesome things like you guys are doing or just something you enjoy doing you know running a clinic or whatever it may be taking a dog out for a walk or whatever so right so your organization started in 2019 you started this in 2019 yes. so it's it's a it's a non-profit that helps other non-profits correct is the way i'm i'm understanding this so um, and the distinction that um, I think a lot of people haven't really caught is because uh, when we started this, I was unaware of a lot of the nonprofits that exist to help SEAL Team guys or Special Forces guys. There are there are quite a few, mm-hmm. and they they all do good stuff. And I think you know the way things shake out, they're all needed. Yeah. The difference is uh, between us and them is that we, you know, we have focused kind of on veterans things, but we will help like non-special forces guys or non-team guys. The SEAL team connection with us is that we're doing these events, not necessarily the recipients of our help are SEAL team guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And and that's awesome that you're not just limiting it to that, but anybody who can benefit from, from what you guys are doing. So that's something that I, you know, has baffled me is, you know, you've got all these different nonprofit agencies that are doing, you know, trying to accomplish the same thing. A lot of them are. And why they wouldn't work together, you know, kind of what what you guys are doing. You know, you're working together with these other organizations because you have the same goal in mind. And, you know, again, you're stronger together than apart. Uh, so it makes complete sense what you guys are doing. And uh, I dig it. Thanks. So you guys uh, talking about the boating? You just you just finished one of your is this your third mission? You said you've done three yes. missions to date, um, and it was it was doing the canoe paddling from Key West. Was it Key West? The tip yes. of the Keys, all the way to Miami, which is about 150 miles. And you Correct. did that in four days. Yes four days so talk about what the planning that you guys put into to that mission everything that you had to do to prepare for that what's well, it because that's not know, a small undertaking yeah it's extensive you know because uh and let me pull up a map a, while you're we talking we have our own six-man outrigger canoe that's here in san diego that we used to train but um to tow it you know, 6,000 miles round trip to Florida, especially with the way fuel costs are. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Would have been 
you know, massively expensive. So we rent a boat, um, you know, contracts are involved, insurance is involved, money's changing hands. We have, you know, these boats are carbon fiber, so they're fragile. Mm -hmm. They're tough, you know, but, you know, you just can't, you just can't treat them like they're made out of steel. And so every launch and recovery site needs to be surveyed. Um, there's hotels, there's vehicles, there's Food. meals. You know, it's just it's just a lot of moving pieces that um, go into the planning. The actual paddle is the reward. That's where we have fun. Uh, it's where we're with the guys. You know, the the first language of every team guy is sarcasm. <laughs> and it's just amazing how funny some of these guys are. Uh, I call it, you know, miles of smiles. I mean, they never stop cracking me up. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. And we have a tagline, a slogan that is has been adopted by Beyond the Teams. And it's, we're at our best when we're helping others become their best. And I'm not sure if every single guy, but most everybody has come up to me or somebody else and said, you know, this has helped me so much. And I know just from my own life, this this has helped me in ways that are difficult to describe. You know, my I had a typical old man go to work, pay bills, get fat, uh, you know, boring life until this happened. And now I wake up excited because I've got stuff going on that fills me, drives me, motivates me. And it's because I'm helping other people. And I, all the other guys seem to have caught that too. Living for yourself is such a dead end street. Um, so this has been as helpful, if not more helpful for the guys than for the people these charities help. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot of times you hear that uh, with people that, you know, when you help other people, when you help somebody other than yourself, when you're not being selfish, there's some sort of a endorphin or something that's released in the brain that, you know, that makes you feel good. Um, yeah. I don't know the scientific thing behind that. Maybe you can listen to Joe Rogan. He's probably got it on his podcast on the, <laughs> the science behind all that. But, I mean, there's something to that, you know, helping other people. Um, and a lot of people... You know, they, they, they get that guilt of like, you know, I feel like I'm doing more for me than than I'm actually helping other people. But, you know, the fact that you get something out of it, too, there's nothing to be ashamed about at all. And it's just that's no. part of it. It's just you know, they call it lanyap in New Orleans. Lanyap. You know, it's, it's just, yeah. Lanyap is like an unintended benefit. Louisiana lanyap. Yep. I've I've heard of that before. I thought it was just a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean there probably is a restaurant named that. But so we're looking at is, for our video um, viewers. We're I've got his Instagram pulled up right now. I've got Beyond the Teams Instagram, and it's at Beyond the Teams on Instagram on social media. You guys can go there, and the website is uh, beyondtheteams.com. As we're talking dot about, org. or .org, I'm sorry, beyondtheteams.org, right there in front of me. Um, <laughs> but you can go and you can you can see this. So the boat, there's your canoe. You call that a canoe? Yes, um, a Hawaiian outrigger canoe. And do you just have the one, 
Yes. So what if something happens because, to that? Well, then, you know, then it becomes a swim. Then you duct tape so, it, right? <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. Um, yeah. If, if that canoe goes down, we're basically out of luck because, you know, it took us a long time to find one that we, that somebody was willing to rent to us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to me, it looks great. like a, a supersized kayak with, with braces on the side there. What, what's that big arm on the side called? Is that just a stabilizer? Well, it's an outrigger. Okay, you an know, outrigger. They, they have, I don't know anything have, about boating, so. <laughs> they have Hawaiian names for it. So the, the outrigger is the ama, mm-hmm. and this, this, as you said, the sticks that connect it to the hull are yakos. But, uh, Those. you know, the, while you're paddling, if you, if you stop paddling, that boat stops real quick. So we had two crews, one on the support craft that it was shooting that video and one in the canoe. And every 35 minutes, we swap so that you can get some fuel and some hydration. Okay. So, and it's like a, a six-person skateboard. If somebody's putting their paddle in the water... When somebody else is trying to pull, it would be like somebody putting their foot on the ground while somebody else is trying to push with their tennis shoe. Right. You know, the, the main the main thing in that boat is teamwork. Got to be in harmony. And Yeah. Got to be in harmony. Yeah, it's bl- blending yeah. together as a team. And that's another thing I like about it. Because, you know, when you ride a bicycle with a bunch of guys, you can do whatever you want. You're not affecting anybody unless you run into them. Right. But these guys, if you notice, their paddles are in sync, mm-hmm. and uh, that takes that takes getting your mind off there's yourself your anchor. from working. There's as a Dwight. Team. <laughs> there's <laughs> no, Dwight. There's the engine. The engine. There he is. The engine. That guy behind him is a big hoss too. Yeah, he looked like a big dude. Yeah. So how how much does this um, outrigger weigh? All put together without the junk we throw in there, like radios and balers and yeah. a pump, uh, 145 pounds. Oh, really? That's all that weighs? Is 145? It yeah, like it's it carbon a lot more. fiber. It's uh, 45 feet long and only about 18 inches wide. When you get in it, your first thought is, does this boat make my butt look fat? <laughs> you know, because you kind of squeeze down in there. Yeah, and um, it does. Makes your butt look fat. <laughs> so, yeah, it's narrow. And, you know, y- you might think, well, shoot, you could go really fast in this. But really fast is 10 miles an hour. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a human-powered vehicle. And for two days, we had 30-mile-an-hour headwinds. So uh, that we doesn't were help not you. making 10 miles an hour. Not even close. Now the the four days that you did this in is that was that your goal to get it done in four days is that your was that your plan going in or was it just like it's going to take us whatever it takes us? Well, whatever it took, we were going to do. Right. The plan the plan was three days of fifty miles each with a weather day tacked on just in case. A little fudge factor, yeah. And and when we got there and we we looked at the forecast, the winds, the currents, and the waves. There you are. We. We knew all of a sudden that, I mean, right off the bat, we knew we were going to take four days. We used our weather day right out of the gate because the winds were so hard and so contrary. Um, But it was fun. It was a blast. 
We, yeah. we went through big squalls, went through, I, I don't know what it got up to, but we were in the, in the rainstorms, the winds kicked up at least another 20, 30% from the 30 miles an hour that were steady. Yeah. Uh, it was crazy. What about sharks or, or things like that? Did you run across anything like Wait that? Wait a minute. There's sharks there? <laughs> I wouldn't have done this. <laughs> well, I thought they knew that we were frogmen, so it scared them away. Yeah. The only thing I, I saw, I was. saw a saltwater crocodile. Oh, really? We were going, yeah. yeah. And I guess they're, they're native to South Florida, and it was just laying on the ground, on the bottom. We were in a shallow area, kind of cutting through a mangrove air, uh, channel. Mm-hmm. And we were going slow because it was so narrow and there were boats going back both ways. And the water down there is crystal clear. Yeah. And so I just looked over and it was just laying there on the bottom a few feet below us. So we didn't see any sharks. So I've got a map pulled up. I don't know if you can see it or not. Um, But which side of of the... uh, keys did you go did you you have to go on the atlantic side to get the to go first to... 30 40 miles okay. because there's no uh there's no waterway for our support vessel on the inside our little canoe drafts drafts so little that we we have we need more water for our paddles than for the canoe so we could go on the inside but our support boat could not so we we went about 30 miles on the outside and then cut in to get a break from the wind on our first day and finished the last nine miles on the inside. Then we were inside for the whole second day, again, because of the winds. Mm-hmm. And then we were outside after that. Gotcha. So on the, on the Atlantic side. So you're kind of swapping sides. Yes. Serpentine. Serpentine. Yep. Serpentine. <laughs> Serpentine shell. Serpentine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you stop off in Key Largo to go see yeah. the uh yeah. the the famous little bar there that they've got? We did. We we recovered there. We pulled in right at the Caribbean Club. Oh, nice. Where Bogart and Yeah. Bacall or where whoever the actress was did their movie. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. We stopped there yeah. last year as well. Um and brought in some really good barbecue from Sonny's Barbecue uh, from the mainland. That was good. Eating Sonny's Barbecue and you're in the Keys. That's that's blasphemous. Come on now. I'm telling you, it was good. You got to eat seafood. Oh, we, we did. We did. We ate, we ate seafood. Yeah. Did that too? Yeah. We had so gator I... tail, fried gator tail, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So, so you know, like part of the logistics in mm-hmm. doing this is you know we we have the support vehicles right that um and all these guys volunteer their time the support boat you saw there captain pete um his boat he followed us the whole time he donated his time and and money for the fuel and um so you know on the trail when when the boat's going we have a spot tracker on the boat so you could follow it Mm-hmm. But um, the support vehicles that we have set up 
emergency extractions in case anything happened to anybody on the boat, mm -hmm. right? Right. Um, so the van's got to kind of follow along and sit there and wait for them to get closer to the next extraction point, and then you you take off and drive there. Um, Is that you know, a... <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean it's uh, it's not just hey get in the boat and you know paddle. There there's a lot to do. Is anybody that no, you know that has set up events. Yeah, knows there's just a well, lot and that's why I was scenes. asking you what all went into you know preparing for this, and it's not just you know six guys saying hey let's grab a a canoe and start paddling. You know there's a lot no. of planning and manpower. So we have a, a retired um, Secret Service agent who's a part of our support. He liaised with all the law enforcement entities along the route. We had uh, an Air Marine uh, service, uh, part of DHS, who, you know, surveyed all the, you know, launch and recovery sites and, um, and also slips for our support craft. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, we call them missions because we plan them just like when we used to be in the military. Mm-hmm. And in, in this one video that I'm watching here on Instagram, I uh, see helicopters. Uh, there's at least yeah, the, two boats. There's a police. Uh, uh, that was Miami-Dade's police department welcome, uh, welcoming us to the finish. Uh, they put on quite the show. Yes, they did. They had did. a fire, fire barge or fire boat there doing 360s with their water cannons going. And <laughs> That's awesome. The helo was flying around, um, you know, taking shots of the canoe from low angle so it was fun yeah and then another another club came out and uh met us and paddled this right there behind us yeah um, looks like they're smoking so. you <laughs> it's like a, a boat full of women smoked. that smoked you <laughs> yeah they you know, you'll see fun. at one point where they were back behind us um oh okay i hear you i hear you yeah. <laughs> but we yeah. were warned but, i mean we had done hell, we, yeah, we, miles Oh, come yeah. on, Frogman. Yeah. I don't hear excuses. <clears throat> no, that's amazing. That that uh and you said the was it the first year you did three hundred miles? Yes, and we shortened it this year for a couple of reasons. Um the first reason is we were trying to get a number of paddling clubs to paddle with us. Okay. And yeah. nobody was willing to go three hundred miles. And nobody was willing to go any, we kept shortening it 150 miles. A bunch of clubs said they would do it with us. Mm -hmm. And partially because that would have put us in Miami and those clubs were based in Miami. Right. So they'd be paddling home. And from the beginning of the year until when we launched, the, they just fell away, fell away, fell away until finally one club was going to do the last day with us from Key Largo into Miami, but then they'd said, we're, we're just going to launch from our club and we'll come meet you and turn around. So they paddled about a, an hour out, turned around and came back an hour with us. So we failed on that, you know, attempt to engage the, well, you didn't fail. You didn't fail. They were just being lazy. That's, that's on there. Well, you know, there's a million <laughs> reasons. I mean, we're retired. 
Most of them are not. Um, you know, so, but we're still going to do, we have, we have a few ideas to get things going with the clubs there. But the other thing is last year we'd paddle five or six hours and shower and then gorge somewhere, you know, cause we're starving Yeah. and we have food on the boat, but you know, it's like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or bars and, you know, so we'd go eat a big dinner and then what do you do? You know, after exercising for all day and then Gotta eating go poo. A, a huge meal, you, you, you just about fall asleep, but we'd have a three <laughs> or four hour fundraising event that night. So we were zombies. Oh, yeah. So this year we changed it. We did three fundraising events before we paddled. Then we paddled four days and we did three events in Miami after we paddled. So we were fresh the whole time, except for we started passing around a pretty nasty, cold, kind of fluish kind of symptoms. Yeah. And a bunch of guys were feeling crummy, but, um, but it worked way better. But it also made the, the trip longer. So we couldn't do it as long as we'd like to. Right. Next year, we are going to paddle back into Fort Pierce and and end at the museum. But we may not we may not do 300 miles still. We may do a 50 miler with one club in the south, another 50 miler with some clubs around Miami mm -hmm. and then some clubs to the north, you know, do a third day, another 50 miler. Yeah. So it's just trying to get people engaged, trying to broaden our base of, you know, not a whole lot of people know about us. So, well, again, that's our goal today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Get our lead heads uh, exposed to beyond the teams. Um, again, they, they do more than just the, the boating here. So you've got some missions. Do you have any more set up for this year? Or is this your final one for this year? We have, uh, a few other things happening this year. Here's one in November. Look here. In November, we're doing a uh, a short relay. It's a about a 200 mile running relay uh, to prove up our logistics and our plan because the Seal Museum is opening a San Diego extension. So they're on the beach in Florida on the Atlantic, and this one's going to be somewhere near the USS Midway, which is a military museum now mm -hmm. in the, in the Harbor in San Diego. So when they finally set a grand opening, we're going to do what we call the torch run from Fort Pierce to San Diego. So that's going to be a long relay somewhere in the neighborhood of three, 3000 miles, 3000 so, miles. Holy cow. So this is, this is to prove up our concept of, being able to do a lot of miles in a day without killing people. And uh, so in November on uh, Veterans Day weekend, we're going to do that from Santa Barbara to San Diego. And we also have, for anybody who lives in San Diego or wants to travel to San Diego in August, we're having a golf tournament. Okay. Some of the guys who paddle with us, uh, the San Diego paddlers are putting that together for us. The first annual Beyond the Teams golf tournament, Monday, August 22nd, 2022, 
Admiral Baker North Course. And if you want to feel good about your golf game, come and watch <laughs> me and you'll feel great about it. And, uh, and then we're going to have a team or maybe two do the Baja 1000 uh, race, motorcycle race. And that is to raise support for an outfit in Colorado that takes vets with PTSD on adventure motorcycles out to hunt or fish or just camp. Um, they're doing, again, they're doing great work with guys who need help. So we're raising money for them. Now that Baja 1000, um, that that race is, it's not just motorcycles, is it? They, there's like... There's super trucks. There's yeah, there's all things, kinds of things that do that, yeah. But we're we're going to have a motorcycle team or two. Cool. I had a – I can't remember the guy's name, but I had somebody on last year maybe or maybe it was the year before that um, that that, dis, that like does this, and he's like one of the super competitor guys. I can't remember who it was, but um, always been interested in the Baja 1000. I'd love to go down there for that. That would be awesome. It would, yeah. And, and I'm what, probably I'm probably not going to be on that, you know, because I'm going to be doing I'm going to be doing the the running relay mm-hmm. as support for that. I've had 14 knee surgeries, so I'm probably going to be on a bicycle. Just 14, uh, huh? <laughs> That's a lot of knee yeah. surgeries, man. Well, I'm, I think I'm done. You, you think know, that's so. that's it, huh? Well, I just had yeah. uh, surgery, so how's that going? It's going great. Going good. going good. I'm two two months two had two months ago, and uh, yeah, I'm better. I'm a lot better. I can nice. I can move and and get around and I'll uh, I can't. The doctor said I can't run yet. I can't do the impact, but I can do like elliptical and you know stuff like that. But uh, I feel like I could probably run today and be fine. Wow. Um, I just don't want to jack anything up, you know. Yeah. Don't yeah. push recovery. Uh, I I can't sit around, man. (laughs) It's it's just not me. Ride a bike. Uh, Somewhere safe. Yeah, I do. Yeah, the the elliptical motion and whatnot. I go to the gym and and ride the bike. I don't do it outside. (laughs) Yeah. I'll get run over. Uh, So if our landheads want to get involved, they go to your website. It's beyondtheteams.org. Uh, and there's information on the events that are coming up. Now, if if our listeners want to take part in this, is it just for... Uh, anybody or can civilians take part in your your running relays your boating your the Baja yes Yes, is is the short answer okay Um, one of the things that we're doing is we're exploring there's software that people have written that somebody in the middle of the country you know far away from where we're doing stuff could go for run you know and get pledges you know, from his friends or, you know, network and sign up for this run. Say, I'm going to run six miles a day for the, you know, next couple of days. And then all that money would go toward the, to the charity that we're raising money for. Okay. It, it would go straight there. Um, we haven't, we haven't integrated that with the website yet. But yeah, that's, that's coming. coming. That's coming. It's on. And way. we had um, an outfit in Jacksonville, Florida, that um, 
they have a, a an outreach to people with PTSD. They surf, they shape surfboards, make surfboards. They uh, they canoe, kayak. So what their T-shirt says: "Water is life," and and believe me, it it is. Uh, liquid being in therapy. the ocean, yeah, yeah, liquid therapy, and it's it's just super healthy to be in the ocean. It just it's it's invigorating. So three of those guys came down. Uh, one of them was an SF guy. One of them was an interpreter who worked with that SF guy in Iraq. And the third guy was an, a Navy CB. And all three of those guys took turns paddling with us. Um, cool. They did great. So um, it's former SEALs and like-minded individuals. Gotcha. You know, and one of the things we do is build teams. And it's easy building teams with other team guys, but we'll integrate other people as well. Where yeah, the, the group of the guys that came, it's Task Force Hydro One. Yes. And um, and actually, one of the uh, gals that works with them um, is a daughter of a good friend of ours, uh, Glenn Acker, who yeah. uh, drowned in the Philippines on a dive on, um, on a ship that oh, was goodness. out there. So um, that was a great little connection, um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, there. Um, and then one of the guys paddling with us uh, is a uh, former Marine, and he's 76 years old, and he did the paddle with us. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. He's a stud. I yeah. love uh, kayaking. I do. Um, I haven't done it lately, but uh, I'm going to get back into it now that my hip's uh, done. But I love kayaking. I used to do a lot of kayaking. And uh, maybe I could join you guys next year. Oh, That'd yeah. Be awesome. Hey, w one of the guys that um, Mark brought out, a friend of his, uh, Jack, who is an adventure canoe. I mean, he's uh, done, what, 300 miles or something? He, in he did a 340 mile race down the Missouri River by himself. In a racing canoe. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, by himself, a solo canoe. Goodness. And uh, he came and paddled with us too. He's a yeah. Navy diver, a former Navy diver, <clears throat> and um, now has a consulting business with commercial diving. And he did great. Um, yeah, he said he said that he ran a hundred and fifty-five miles in thirty-five hours or something in the Sahara Desert, and he wasn't even being chased. You know? <laughs> I mean, uh, there's no lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so, yeah, we're just, it's like-minded people, and, you know, it's, um, you know, we all, being type A personalities, just realize that we, we some you know, need to check our ego at the door, because it's not about us, um, it's about helping other people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I got an idea. So with your with your relay race and your your outrigging, I think you should have a race land versus sea for your next Key West to Miami or whatever it may be, and see who wins. You know, there were people um, running 
from Key Largo to Key West when we were driving down, you know, yeah. uh, to begin this thing. And it was a, a relay for most of the people. Yeah. You know, they had six-man teams, but a few, well, not a few, I mean, a bunch of people ran the whole thing 100 miles. Oh, wow. And, man, it was hot. Yeah. I, it was hot and muggy. I don't know how they did it, but, uh, yeah, there's people out there doing that kind of stuff, and that's a great idea. That would be, yeah, that would be. I want to be in the canoe. I don't want to. <laughs> I, don't want to <laughs> I mean, me, there'd be. Me too. It'd be cool to be able to implement some sort of air a thing with it, you know, to get the whole seal, you know, sea air land kind of <laughs> kind of deal. But the land and the sea race would be awesome to see who wins. That that'd be cool. Yeah. Okay, we can jump into the start. That'd be it. There you go. Yeah. There's the yeah. air part of it. Everybody parachutes in. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. I there like There is it. that little drop zone in Key West. Yeah. Or, yeah. You might lose so, you know you might lose some competitors on their landings, but <laughs> you got a broken leg you're going in the canoe you're in the canoe yeah, yeah. that's how you determine who gets what oh uh, well, guys i really appreciate you guys being on today and sharing uh about your organization with our listeners uh i know that they're going to get on and and take part but would love to have you back on maybe when uh before the uh the next event uh, that you guys are going to have the the relay Okay. Um, before, or after, you know, maybe you can give us an update. Maybe we can talk about it a little bit before. But um, Leadheads, go to their website again. It's beyondtheteams.org. There's a place there to donate. If you want to take part, uh, you can get in touch with them. Uh, there's a phone number on there, too, I saw. Let me give that if I can pull it up real quick here. It's uh, 800 619 so if you want to go old school and call them, you can do that. Uh, but you can email them from their website and all that. And then, of course, their Instagram pages is at Beyond the Teams. And and Lefty, we're on Facebook. Okay. And we have YouTube videos. Oh, so. you're on the boob tube. Very nice. Yep. And is that just uh, Beyond the Teams? I'm sure you've got links on your website too, don't you? Correct. Or get... the little icons for each of them. Yeah. That's, that's the link. Yeah, those will link you there uh, directly. Yep. Uh, Mike, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. You're welcome back Thank anytime. You. Uh, sorry Conrad couldn't make it. Send our uh, regrets that he wasn't here. Would love to have uh, heard from him and let him do a little campaigning for his, his Senate <laughs> race. You know, that would have been that would have been awesome. Yeah, uh, he should have. We've had senators on the show before, too. I've had uh, senators. I've had governors on. Had the governor from Iowa on the show before. So uh, tell him he missed a good opportunity here. <laughs> I will. And, Dwight, always, it's great having you on. Good to see you. Glad you guys had an awesome time there. Raised a lot of money. Um, and maybe I can do it with you guys next year. I would love to do that. Yeah. That'd be great. would absolutely love to do that. So go show all our sponsors some love, Leadheads. Mission First Tactical, go to missionfirsttactical.com. Use code LEADHEAD, get 20% off. Keltech, go to keltechweapons.com. Use code LEADHEAD, you're going to get 15% off there. Of course, not on their firearms. They don't sell firearms on their website, but any of their swag and accessories, uh, you can go there, take advantage of that. 
Uh, and then, of course, keep all your guns clean and protected from corrosion. You can even use it on your uh, marine items. And now that we know your bicycles, you can use it on bicycles as well. Keep those chains lubed. Just seal one. Go to sealone.com. Use the code LEADHEAD, and you're going to get 25% off there. And the shirt, if you're watching the video, you see the shirt that Dwight has on. Uh, you can go to beyondtheteams.com. I think you have those uh, for sale in your shop there. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Very cool. Very cool. So until the next episode, Leadheads, as always, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer. Remember, Beyond the Teams, we're at our best when we're helping others be their best. Thanks so much. Why hit that old just to trade you?